0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Speak the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tardio. Today's episode is being sponsored by Song Finch. Who really killed Osama bin Laden? Was it Matthew Bissonette? Was it Robert O'Neill or was it a actual different SEAL that has yet to be named? Today, we're going to be going over all of those questions and more. Now, in November of 2018, I retired from the United States Army as a Green Beret. Now, prior to me leaving the Special Forces, I was required to sign an additional non-disclosure agreement with the military before I even got out. Now, I was never an active member of DevGrew or CAG, and I don't pretend to be a Delta operator or one of those guys. However, I do know that if myself was required to sign an NDA before being released from service, guess what? There's a very high probability that anyone in Delta or in SEAL Team 6 is going to be required to do the same thing as well. And that is very important for you to understand as we get into these stories. Now, often when you read books from retired operators such as Chris. Kyle, Matthew Bissonnette, or Rob O'Neill, you must take this into account. Before they publish the books, it is not a requirement. However, it is highly encouraged that they submit their writings through the DOD to ensure that no classified information has actually been leaked out within the books. Now, having several friends that are authors myself, they will tell you that when they submit those books to the DOD, they often redact a ton of information that they do not want you to disclose. Some of that information is... Names such as CAG or Delta Force. Other such information could be weapon systems. Also, tactics, techniques, and procedures that these operators use in order to accomplish these different missions. Now, that is to say that most of the time you're reading a story, what you think is the truth, what you think is actually what really happened, likely is not what happened at all. You were getting a watered down version. Now, here are some facts as we know them today. On May 2nd, 2011, DevGuru, commonly referred to as SEAL Team 6, went into Pakistan and killed Osama bin Laden. Now, several rumors have floated around the special operations community saying that CAG was actually initially offered the operation to go kill Osama bin Laden, but they knew the amount of media coverage that would be all over this and to keep themselves out of the spotlight, they refused the mission and it got turned over to SEAL Team 6. At least that's the story that I heard. The entire credit, regardless of who did it, should go to the operators that were on the ground that day, as well as the pilots and everybody in the intel community that put them there in place. Now, within SOCOM, there is five—count them—five soft truce, special operations force truce, and the fifth one is most special operations require non-soft support. And that's very important to understand because those operators that were there on the ground, while they may have been the ones pulling the trigger, it wouldn't have been possible without the unwavering support of the entire special operations community, the intelligence community, everybody else. And the credit 1000% goes to every single person that took part. And yet for some reason, there is still this huge controversy over who ended up pulling the trigger. And truthfully, in Matt's opinion, I don't think it matters. So before I even dive into how this went down, I want you to understand that the credit alone does not lie on a single trigger puller. There are several SEALs that were on the ground that day that you have not even heard of that pulled triggers that put their lives at risk in order just to get whoever it was that shot bin Laden up to the front in order to execute. Now, regardless of how you feel about the operation and who actually pulled the trigger, it is important to understand that there is several Navy SEALs, military pilots, intelligence officials that got them to that point, and not a single one of them has sought any recognition whatsoever for their role in the bin Laden raid. So this brings me to my next point before we dive into this, which is why would an operator want to come out with with this information? Now, according to Rob O'Neill, his reason for coming out was to help the family members of those who got killed on the September 11th attacks. He wanted to give them some closure. Now, if we were to look at that and take it on face value, I would say that is a very noble thing to do, to want to talk to family members and give them closure. However, if he was not financially motivated, he would not have gone from essentially a nobody to having over two and a half million dollars estimated as of 2023 of a net worth. Now, Rob O'Neill makes that money through podcasts, book deals, um, you know, public speaking, all sorts of different things that come into his life where he ends up collecting money from. And there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion. It is absurd to say that he is not financially motivated in one way or another. When you want to understand an individual, you also have to look at their motivations. And it is very clear at this point that his motivations, while they may have started off wanted to help the family members, definitely switched over to monetary. So on May 2nd, 2011, Devru goes into Pakistan and kills Osama bin Laden. On September 4th, 2012, Matthew Bissonette ends up releasing his book called No Easy Day. And in that book, he accounts how he killed Osama bin Laden. Then on February of 2013, O'Neill anonymously came out to Esquire magazine and stated that he, in fact, is the one that pulled the trigger and killed Osama bin Laden. It got so bad to the point that eventually SEAL Command actually issued a statement to all active duty SEALs about keeping their silence in secrecy. Now, in this letter that was Dated 31 October 2014, Navy SEAL Command actually cracked down on Navy SEALs for being quiet professionals and reminded them here in the last paragraph of this letter that classified information is protected by law. All members exposed to classified information have a duty and obligation to protect this information regardless of what may be reflected in the media accurately or otherwise. We will actively seek judicial consequences for members who willfully violate the law and place our teammates, our families, and potential future operations at risk. Now, in a settlement agreement in 2016 District Court out of Virginia, Matthew Bissonette was actually required to give back $6.8 million to the United States government. Not for telling the story, but for using classified photographs that he actually took while he was out doing his job as a Navy SEAL. All of those photographs must be vetted and most of the time you actually get ordered to delete them. So because of that and him using those pictures in both his books and in his speech, he was required to give that money back to the federal government to the tune of, like I said, $6.8 million. So again, we have financial incentive for Bissonette as well as Robert O'Neill. Now, as I'm sure you've heard the claims from Robert O'Neill that when he entered the room, he pushed a woman out of the way and then shot Osama bin Laden directly in his forehead twice and another time once he fell on the ground. Now, the common thread of all of the stories of the Navy SEALs who were on the objective that day is that they were traveling up a staircase going to the third floor when they paused for a moment and one of the SEALs called out to Osama bin Laden, who then peeked his head around the corner. That operator then took two shots at bin Laden and initially he thought that he had missed, but in a debrief conducted inside of Afghanistan, he said, says that he thinks he might have actually wounded them. Again, that particular seal is unnamed and we have no idea who he is. Then when they go up the stairs, that particular seal, apparently, according to Rob O'Neill and several other accounts, pushed several people out of the way, leaving O'Neill as the number one man to go through the door, who then pushed the woman out of the way and shot Osama bin Laden in the forehead. Now, in Bissonette's account, he says he was the second man through the door. The first seal actually shot him and then Bissonette ended up finishing him off. Now, Osama Bin Laden was actually married and had a wife and children. However, if Osama Bin Laden was able to find love, so were you, because Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Forget generic gifts that just create clutter. Let me recommend a gift that is truly as unique as your relationship. Forget the teddy bear, chocolates, and perfume too. With Songfinch, you can gift a memory they will never forget. Songfinch is the ultimate gift to show how much you care. An original, studio-quality song inspired by your story that is completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple four-step process to create an original song. All you have to do is tell them about who the song is for, provide some personal details, and let them know the type of song that you want. Then pick your favorite Songfinch artist or get matched with one, and they'll pour their heart and soul into writing, recording, and producing your original song in just four to seven days. This Valentine's Day, put your heart on the line with a studio-quality song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. I was amazed at how user-friendly Songfinch's website actually is. You enter in a ton of information about your loved one that you want to make the song for. After you give them all of that personal information, you also get to pick your artist. You go inside the website, it's really easy. You go into the genre that you want, and you start listening to the individual artists that you want to record it, and then you pick that artist. And four to seven days later, your personalized song's out, and they guarantee satisfactory. I loved it. My wife loved it. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you can listen to your new favorite song anywhere you go. Go to songfinch.com forward slash speak the truth and start using your song. After your purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free. Now that's a $50 value. This offer is only available for my listeners at my special URL, songfinch.com forward slash speak the truth. That is songfinch.com forward slash speak the truth. Don't wait, get it sorted now. Ladies and gentlemen, if Osama Bin Laden can find love, so can you. Now back to who killed Osama bin Laden. Now, the reason O'Neill's story caught traction is because multiple anonymous members of DevGuru came out and talked to the news and the news did not release their names, but said that they backed up O'Neill's side of the story as the official account of how it went down. However, what if I told you that there was more SEALs that came out and talked to the news and actually said it didn't go down like either of them? What they're actually saying is that the operator on the stairwell that fired those shots at Osama bin Laden actually hit him. And when they entered the room, he was already laying on the floor and multiple team members ended up putting rounds into him while he was laying on the ground. Now, here's where it gets interesting because all of these news agencies have apparently talked to former or current members of DevGru who either vouched or denied the stories from those two individuals who wrote those books and claimed to have killed Osama bin Laden. Now, on August 6th, 2011, several months after the Osama bin Laden raid, Devguru was added again on another operation inside of Afghanistan. The same operators that were on the Osama bin Laden raid in Pakistan were on another operation inside of Afghanistan. And unfortunately, the helicopter they were riding on call sign extortion 17 was shot down. Fifth 15 Navy SEALs from Gold Squadron, same SEALs that were on the Osama bin Laden raid were actually on board the aircraft that day and died. So this poses the next question. Out of those 15 operators that were on that helicopter that got killed, how many of them were on the Osama bin Laden raid? Well, according to several accounts, all of them. So if we had 15 SEALs aboard Extortion 17 Is it possible that those seals that got taken out also had firsthand accounts of what happened to Osama bin Laden that you will never hear about again? Now, after reading several news articles, looking into documents and press releases and personal statements from both Rob O'Neill and Mr. Bissonette, I will tell you that I don't believe either one of them. And I don't believe either one of them for several reasons. I don't believe either one of them because of the monetary value that comes from claiming they were the ones that killed osama bin laden i also don't believe either one of them because all of the people that back them up have never been named that is to say that different news agencies are reporting that they talked to operators who are remain anonymous and that they are the ones that are backing up these different people further when we look at the extortion 17 flight with 15 seal team operators that were aboard that aircraft who are now dead it is very possible that the individual that pulled the trigger was aboard that helicopter itself. It's also possible that individuals were on that helicopter that would refute both of their stories. At the end of the day, I go back to the non-disclosure agreements, which are to say that they are not allowed to tell you what actually happened. Really, at the end of the day, what you need to look at is people's different motivations going into this and why they would claim what they're claiming. Now, it is very possible that either one of these two men could have pulled the trigger that killed Osama bin Laden. But it is also just as possible for a member of SEAL Team 6 who is aboard the Extortion 17 aircraft to have also killed Osama bin Laden, and they are not now able to speak for themselves. Ultimately, the way Robert O'Neill was vouched for was through anonymous sources inside of the SEAL community that reported to news outlets. At the end of the day, the only people that actually know what happened were the ones that were there on the ground. And there is no credible information anywhere that you can actually seek to point a finger and say this individual in particular did kill Osama bin Laden. But what we can say is that the individuals that did come out had massive financial motivation in order to do so. And unfortunately, people will do a lot for money. Yes, they will lie. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this quick episode of the Speak the Truth podcast. Thank you for stopping by. Peace, love, happiness. God bless. I'm out of here.